our guys in short sports Los Angeles. If you love LA sports, but only have 30 minutes to an hour to get caught up on everything going on, then you, my friend, are in the right place. On the show, we will be talking about the Dodgers' continued hot streak going 8-2 and two in the last 10, including what might have been a Padre sweep if not for the ever-so-rare SoCal rainout. We'll also talk about the Angels playing sub-500 ball going 4-6 and six in their last 10. Ugh. That might be the low point in L.A. sports, except that we also have the Galaxy to talk about. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Hammer. Good stuff. In addition to all that, today we're talking draft ethics. These days, there's no shortage of great players who make not-so-great life decisions. We're going to discuss if these players are actually worth a pick from our beloved teams. I don't know about you, but I'd call that a show. Let's do this. I am Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. We now have in the guys in short stores sneakers. The good news is they only cost four ninety four. Oh, that's, that's a, a deal. deal. That is, yeah. <laughs> Darren Basa. Hashtag pants are bullshit, guys. I love the shirt. Yes, <laughs> cheers. Are Ben Garcia, hoopty hoop, and Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. And if those sneakers are a little too rich for your blood, we got the sandals for two ninety four. We got you covered. Oh, come on, what, what? <laughs> Come on, Lavar. Well, you Ball. know what? Let's 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 shelf that. Let's put a pin okay. in it. Fair right. enough. And right. welcome Hammer back to the studio. Yes. Welcome back, yes. my friend. Thank you. It's the first time we're at full strength. This in, is, yeah, we were in a while. Yeah, we were on uh, on the DL for a while, and it's good to be back. You guys, uh, you know, have not aged well. I, I must say. <laughs> Especially Vince. Yeah. Yeah. That's the every guy week. Listen, <laughs> yeah. listen, I got to take my shots where I can. Yeah, we went on a three-game yeah. losing streak yeah. since you've been gone, dude. <laughs> you hobbled in and you're wearing a medical a mask. mask. Yeah, hey, <laughs> times are tough. It's flu season. Wait, is it flu season? I, thought, I think it's uh, season. I thought you are just really taking that North Korean threat seriously. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call me Kim Jong-hammer for nothing. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Where to begin? How about Dodgers? That's the most exciting thing going on oh, in L.A. Man. Vic, I'm sure you have plenty to to gloat about. I mean, to share with us about the <laughs> beloved Dodgers. Actually, I only have one thing to talk about because they've won a lot of games recently and lost... Not yes, so, they have. You know, not, lost not so many. I want to talk about my boy, Cody Bellinger. Oh, that is your boy. Oh. Hashtag you belly this, bombs. You called this... <laughs> It's a thing. Is that, here come, really? I don't know. It is now. Here comes some it's useless going stats. To be. Just, well, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Here they come. If that's for sure. not a thing, it's got to be it's a gotta thing It's got to be a thing because Justin Turner posted a video on uh, his Instagram page of uh, Kike Hernandez getting oh, yeah. a little freaky after uh, after a win. And he <laughs> says, this is how Kike felt after the belly bombs. And he was referring to ah, the Bellinger yes. home Got runs. Yeah. So I don't know if it's an official hashtag, but if not, I'm going to look into that and we'll oh. make that a guys in that's, shorts. That's good. Yes. Official. Yeah, no, it is now. Official. It's official now. Yeah, we'll license yeah. it for four ninety five per two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some change. Yeah. That's a deal. So this little, this kid, because he's a kid, is the first Dodger with a pair of two home run games in the first 10 games of his career. And the first Dodger ever with five home runs in his first 11 games. Wow. He has been tearing it up. And apparently my magic ball was a little bit off because Adrian Gonzalez went on the the, the DL, and I'm holding up air <laughs> quotes. Sure. Yeah, after um, we're learning about the yeah. Dodgers' shenanigans last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. yeah, so first time in his career he's ever been on the DL, right? Oh, that's pretty good. 
Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. It's yeah. impressive. Very much impressive. It just happened to coincide at the same time that the Dodger outfielders were coming back, which meant they didn't have anywhere to put Cody except for at his natural position, which is first base. Oh. So all of a sudden, Adrian Gonzalez disappears. So apparently he's not going to get traded. He's just going to be on the DL for the rest of the year. And then today they said that he's going to be on the extended uh, DL because they have a slow program to rest his elbow and back. Literally, they called it a slow program. Yeah. So so last season we talked about the Dodgers using the DL as part of their strategy. Is that what this is? Uh, I can only only think so. I mean, there's no way they could send them back down. You can't send them back down at this point. You have to write it out. You have to write it out, yeah, and see what happens. And, uh, you know, yesterday he had a walk and he was 0 for 3, um, but he did score a run. And, I mean, when you watch this kid bat, it just looks like he's going to crush the ball every single time he swings. His 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 bat swing the, the the how fast he's able to get that you know that bat around around or that ball and he's just he, he's really tall and skinny and he looks like the bat is almost too big for him like he looks like he's swinging this huge lumber you know huge tree but he's able to get his bat speed is just amazing really yeah and i mean this kid's going to be good he's going to be good what's the ceiling here is this guy the next mike trout is he the real deal? Is he the real deal? deal? I think that's what Jeff is asking. <laughs> I was, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike Trout, <laughs> I, you could hope so. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, Mike Trout, obviously, is the, the ceiling's really high there. So anywhere near that, though, I'll take it. You just called yeah. Mike Trout. Oh, absolutely. Goat. I like it, Vic. <laughs> Good for you. And, and going, hey, I'm a fan of Mike Trout. I like Mike Trout. And going back to a swing, as a guy who knows nothing about baseball fundamentals, just looking at it, it's impressive. So it looks different when you watch <laughs> you, you watch know, him a, swing a right. baseball game. Yeah. His swing definitely looks different than other players out there. So it's impressive. You could tell yeah. he's a special, a special player, and I'm excited. Hammer's impressed by any sport where they use their hands, though. Oh yeah, this like, is yeah. so foreign. <laughs> it's very foreign to me. Yeah. Very strange. Don't get it. It's very, very 21st century. Yeah. Well, I go. I'm, I'm in two extremes. What are these opposable? <laughs> Thumbs for. <laughs> hey, we saw my Olympics coverage. I'm two extremes. I'm either, you know, soccer, strictly feet, or handball, strictly hands. <laughs> mm, yeah. mm, very, very true. <laughs> so going back to Bellinger, then is he not hitting off of left-handed pitchers or right-handed pitchers? I mean, he's Dodgers pretty much hitting everybody right now. About that a few weeks ago. Yeah. So. Uh, well, the reason why they brought him up initially at that time was, too, was that a lot of outfielders went down and they were scheduled to face a whole bunch of right-handed hitting. That schedule has come and gone, and he's still... Uh, being able to you know hit major league pitching at a really scary pace, he was National League Player of the Week this past week, um, and the ceiling just seems to be pretty high for this kid. So hopefully he's able to continue, and we may have the, a holy trinity here mm-hmm. of Dodgers with Corey Seager, uh, Julio, Julio Reyes, who had five innings of, of no hit ball tonight, and uh, good old Cody Bellinger. So we'll see. You guys got a stacked roster. We do, you, yeah. And young. you should be better than your record shows. But it, oh, totally. it sounds like you've kind of worked out some kinks and ironed out the. Yeah, Ryu, I think came back today from the DL. Um, I think that the blisters, hopefully, on uh, on what's his name, I'm not crossing my fingers for <laughs> Rich Hill's blisters. Rich Hill will so, come back. Speaking of Twitter, Rich Hill's blisters has got to have a Twitter account. Right? It really <laughs> does. Yes. <laughs> if it doesn't, then it does now. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a hashtag belly bombs update. I'm only seeing two tweets with hashtag belly bombs. Oh, it's so, on. Oh, yeah. we got to start yeah, that. Yeah, we got to keep yeah. that going. Yeah. yeah. Totally on. Good work, everyone. Yeah, and Maeda has actually calmed down the past two games. Maeda has actually had two really good games. So the pitching's coming around. The bullpen is steady. Offense is obviously Yeah, the there, offense so. is nice. Yeah. yeah, that's nice to see. Yeah. Good to be a Dodger fan. All right. 
Good stuff, Dodgers. Well, Vic, as you famously predicted that Cody Bellinger was going to come in and take the Dodgers by storm, <clears throat> I'd like to point out another bold prediction that was made. Nice. That was by Mr. Darren Besa mm-hmm. that Danny Espinosa was going to take the Angels by storm with, I don't know, like a billion home runs. That's what season. I heard. 32, how, wasn't it? How dare you so far? I'm, I'm, <laughs> Hate your guts. I'm, I'm just. I don't mean to throw you under the bus. I remember saying something <laughs> that, like, "But I'm exactly going to." What you're doing. I remember saying something to the effect that Jeff Kent was the only second baseman that hits home runs. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben asked last week, and and I just happened to come across the stat this week, and it's not like me uh, to do this, but yeah, Danny Espinosa, he's two for forty-four. Yes. <laughs> two Hitless, for, okay, in the is, last is that good? Twenty-five but, at but bats, the, but that's two home runs, right? Three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, 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 I haven't looked here, into but... it, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I think we can blame him shaving the beard. He shaved his beard right before what? the regular season Why started. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? I, I don't get it either. Once he shaved that beard, he kind of lost all his mojo. Maybe that power was yeah. in all that fuzz. I don't I, know. Because you look at his his stadium picture that comes up when he's at bat, and he's got this big old lumberjack uh-huh. beard, and then he's clean shaven. I feel like that completely threw. Everything he probably off. got a girlfriend who doesn't like it. Mm, <laughs> good point. You know what? Good point. Uh, I just would like to note this conversation when you guys make fun of my Galaxy update. <laughs> <laughs> Continue your beard talk. Should, should we get the, gal- or the uh, yeah. Oscar music for these guys? <laughs> no, no, no. By all means, go on with your beard conversation. <laughs> <laughs> What's Besa. your record? What's your record? Our record is sixteen and eighteen. We're just below five hundred. Okay. We're in second behind Houston. The the whole American League West, other than Houston, which is kind of running away with the division. Everyone else is is within a game or so. We have so three of each teams other. tied right now for well, second. Well, you know, sixteen and eighteen really is about where I would kind of predict you guys would have been at this yeah. point. It's I mean, like going into the season, I think. My my thought was that you guys were going to be anywhere between you know ten games under five hundred to five hundred being sort of like the best season possible for you guys. So it sounds to me like you guys <laughs> Thank are you. right. <laughs> Appreciate the vote of confidence. Well done. Well it done. sounds to me that's that's kind of right where I thought you guys would be. Now at this point in the season, did you see yourself at sixteen and eighteen, or did you see yourself better? I'm I am happy with oh. where we're at. Okay. This point in the season, if we're hovering right around five hundred. Uh, I'm That's happy definitely with a bonus, that yeah. Because, I, I mean, I've said it a billion times, the Angels usually start slow, and it takes them a while to get their groove. And, yeah. and as long as we're not digging a huge hole that we can't get out of, I'm, I'm happy with that. It's a long season. It is a long season, but you know that's one of the things that the Angels could not do this season was dig themselves in the big hole. They started off strong, and all of a sudden they just jumped off the cliff. And I think slowly we're they, they starting. I think slowly we're starting to uh, sink. I think that hole on that bottom of the ship is starting to unplug. And honestly, guys. I look at that games versus Seattle. I look at those games versus uh, um, Houston. Uh, we lost uh, two. Actually, what? We lost two of the three. Right. And especially when you're playing those division opponents, you need to start winning those games. And yeah. for us to win against those AOS teams, it kind of sucks. And that's when we need to start winning. So I like it that our offense is picking up. I like some of the infield position players that are actually getting some hits. But, you know, what? I, I kind of look at this team like, you know what? They're they're losing something, and right now what we've seen is we've lost Mike Trout now for the last uh, four out of five games, and this is kind of a harsh reality to the Angels. What is Mike Trout to this team? 
He's a lot of offense. We've definitely <laughs> yes. missed his bat yes. in the in the lineup. And so he's out with a hamstring injury. The MRI came back as as being negative, negative which is yes, a good thing. The Angels, they're just... But he's you know, day-to-day. Yes, he is day-to-day. They're taking it very precautiously. They're giving us some news. I don't think it's very serious, but it definitely hurts. You guys are going to feel so good when you're reading the newspaper that he's swinging off of a tee. You're going to go, Exactly. Yes. Yes. Exactly. He was cleared for hot tub action. I think I read Cam Bedrosian has been cleared to throw from a hundred feet or something, and and I was like, oh yeah, here we go. Yes. Yes. We're back. We're back. Oh, they're winning the World Series. I hate. I hate baseball injury updates. I mean, yeah. they, yes. they, of all the sports, those are the worst. You know, like in basketball, it's like, you know, they, they're able to play contact basketball three on three. And you're like, okay, they're, they're getting close. They're but rehab, base, right. baseballs is always, they're swinging off of a tee. Yeah. They're hitting live pitching. You know, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not throwing off the mound. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, another injury we have, uh, Andrelton Simmons, our stud shortstop, got hit in the hand mm-hmm. the other night. So... Luckily, the x-ray came back. No fractures, but he's also day-to-day. And the only other update I got is Pujols we got a hit Pujols another home update. run tonight. Yes. He is at 596 lifetime, four short of 600. Angel fans, get out there and support Pujols. There you go. And as far as for you, Ben, I know you have a bet with my son yes. as far as for Pujols getting, what, uh, 265? 265, yes. Right now, I believe he's sitting at 265. 47. Feeling good. Oh. Now, <laughs> you know what? He's you're, turning around. You're looking good, but in comparison to what Pujols has done last season at this point in time, he's much better off. So okay. I think uh, I think you might have to be doing some push-ups towards the end. I think well, so, too, He's because he's been slumpy. Like, he's had a couple severe slumps. Yes. And he still manages a, a 240... <laughs> Five, so he's getting the hits, and I think you know any day now he's going to get on that hot streak. So, oh yeah. Well, listen, if, be doing push-ups. If I lose, I lose. Yeah, but I, I would love, I would love to watch your son who just does <laughs> nothing but talk shit to me doing push-ups, <laughs> as he should. <laughs> ben, you're the best. Keep calling oh, out these ten-year-olds. Right. That's right. <laughs> I don't care who it is, man. I, that's how I roll. I take oh. on all comers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk some draft. Mm-hmm. Draft draft ethics, I guess we'll call this segment. We just had the NFL draft. Uh, the NBA draft is coming up. We thought it'd be an interesting conversation to have to discuss these, these players that they're great players, but not so great off the field. Maybe have some issues that uh, the teams are a little nervous about and they drop in the draft. You can get them for a bargain and... But do you want to deal with these off-the-field shenanigans? Or maybe what they've done is completely immoral and you just don't want them on your team, period. Ben, why don't you start this off since you're a Raider fan? Yeah. And they uh, Are what, you saying just that's drafted... a Raider way? <laughs> with the 24th pick, a cornerback out of Ohio State, and I don't know how to say his first name. Garayon Conley? <laughs> we'll just say Conley. Yeah, Mr. Conley. Mr. Conley. <laughs> You know, Alien. I'm sort of indifferent about the whole thing. I think there's a lot of a lot of so things. So now, what did, what's he accused of? So he was accused of sexual, uh, not molestation, but sexual. Well, he was making advances to a woman that, gotcha. that that didn't want it. Okay. There's a word for it, and I can't think right. of the name of it. He but, wasn't accused, but it's just, or he was accused. He, he was wasn't accused, convicted. but he hasn't been convicted. In so fact, a, he hasn't been indicted yet, so they're still investigating pending. those charges. Okay. Right. But so this that is just the stigma hanging over him at draft time, right? right? And so the thought is, is that you know, if any team drafts him. 
you know, the NFL could come in and they could say, well, you're going to be suspended for four games or for six games or for, you know, depending on what ends up happening with the whole thing. Um, so any team that was to take a chance on him is sort of subjecting themselves to that, that uh, repercussion. And so, but the advantage to taking that player later on is that you're getting more value for your pick. And so I think what it comes down to is two things. I think the first thing is, is what was the offense? And two is what city are you, are you living in? If it's Salt Lake City, which is more religious than most cities, you're probably not going to take that chance. If you're in Vegas, you're in Oakland, you know, Los Angeles, maybe. I think the other thing that goes into effect, it would be, at least in my head, is how close are you to a championship? So if you're rebuilding a team, chances are you're not going to want to take a chance on a player that has that sort of a maybe of a CD background. But if you're one corner back away from winning a Super Bowl and you just need a lockdown corner to 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 make sure that you're 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 you've got somebody to guard Julio Jones in the in the Super Bowl, then maybe it makes sense. And so I think the Raiders being in Oakland and also really being on the cusp of making some noise in the playoffs, I think that that was the reason why they took the, the, the chance. In fact, also believe before the draft was complete, the uh, commissioner said that because the incident happened before he was an NFL player, that he would not be subjected to, regardless of what happens, at least with this incident, uh, with being suspended for a certain number of games. So I think that's why the Raiders sort of took that into consideration. And and in the NFL, they have a lot more resources to help these guys out um, than they do in college. So they, they they do have the possibility to kind of keep tabs and help them out. But it is hit or miss because even with all the resources, how many guys do we hear getting arrested and getting yeah. all, all these issues? So sometimes when there's a troubled past, that that's a, a red flag of something that that's going to happen. Yeah. I actually think, um, I, you know, I've said it. I said it before. I'll say it again. Somebody in the Raiders organization was listening to our podcast when Ben brought up that no Raider has been arrested, and they were like, "What the H? <laughs> yeah, let's get on yeah, this. We need to. We, we need to fix this now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, exactly all fan base down. All, all reports are actually saying that that you know that he was with the girl that had made the accusation, but there's no evidence really to support what her claims were. So, it, so when the Raiders took the chance on him, they were. Basically, they don't know exactly what happened, but he he passed the lie detector test from another team, you know, so that sort of says that he's telling the truth or that he's a chronic liar. We don't know which one, but all of the evidence that had been done as far as research was concerned leans towards the fact that this may be just an accusation knowing that the guy was going into the NFL draft and wanted to get paid out. So that's sort of where where it stood at that point. But getting back to your question about would I take a chance? You know, I did mention that it matters what the offense was. <clears throat> One of the ones that I don't think that I would take a chance on a player would be drugs. Meaning, you know, and who uh, yeah. uh, Gordon, Josh Gordon from from the Browns. Oh yeah, is that you know he might be the best player ever, but you know those are the the, the penalties is it's okay. It's two games yeah. here. It's four games the next time. It's an entire season, and then it's forever what, what, or whatever. And but just the, but the problem is, yeah. is that once you're on those drugs, you can't get off of them. So yeah. I, I'm thinking yeah. that if you're trying to build a winning program, that's not what you're going to go after. Yeah, and there's a different uh, component with you know addiction and kind of the mental health that goes along with that. That uh, you know you could say one is a bad judgment decision, and the other literally being a medical condition. So that's something you have to consider too. To mix it up, uh, my take on uh, draft ethics. I'm going to use an example from How I Met Your Mother. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show. Yeah, bring it. But it's the hot, crazy scale. There you go. Nice visual, by the way. There is, uh, and I did bring visuals, and we could share this on our our Twitter page. Yeah. So um, basically, there's 
the the theory behind it is that a guy will put up with a girl being crazy depending on how hot she is. Right. So the hotter she is, the more the, crazy, the cr- more crazy you will or you'll you tolerate. Yeah. So I think that translates to draft ethics in terms of talent. The okay. more talented a player is, the more crazy you will, you'll you're willing to deal with. So if uh, like like Ben was saying, if if this person is going to give you a su- chance at a Super Bowl, a chance at a championship, then you're going to tolerate a lot of that crazy and you're going to find a way to live with it. But if this person is kind of a fringe, you know, on the bubble type player, you're not going to tolerate a lot of crazy. Yeah. So you, you, there's a sliding scale to depending on how much off the field shenanigans you want to deal with. And and the thing that comes to mind is Lonzo Ball and his dad. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. that's a good one. <laughs> LeVar Ball is an absolute circus act. Oh, totally. But I think <laughs> Lonzo Ball is talented enough that you can put up with that crazy because he's worth he, it. That he's worth it. Yeah. I th- I think that he's worth it. Do you guys agree? Maybe for a basketball team, but not for not for an endorsement. You know, I, well that's a different oh, yeah. thing well, altogether. Yes. I mean, to the endorsement thing, I, I think that he falls into the Mike Trout category. That even if he has all the game in the world to say that, you know, maybe I am the next LeBron. He's got a wet He's Mike Trout. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit what he has to say. So even what? if he's the front man for, you know, Nike or for Adidas or for Under Armour, I don't think anybody cares. But to Eric's point, I do believe that he's got enough game and that he separated himself in the college ranks with respect to being able to distribute, being able to impact a game without taking 50 shots, which you just don't see anymore, that I think that, yeah, I would be willing to take the chance on him even though his dad is crazy so if the lakers have the number three pick and he's available oh that's rough you know number yeah number three that's where it gets interesting yeah that's where they're gonna get right well to be honest with you i think that's too high i mean if he's the best player available yes i'd take him but if there's somebody that i think is better i'd take them just so that i wouldn't have to deal with a varball and his dad (laughs) i think Vic has some stats no. Um. You know what? We need a jingle that's like useless stat of the week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're the, you're the one bringing music. We'll play, we'll play it every time before I talk. Um, I, you know, I actually had brought this up in an earlier podcast that the dad scares me, and I'm not 100% on board with uh, drafting Lonzo Ball because I think the circus that comes along with him. It's like um, Tim Tebow. It's like the yeah. Tim Tebow yeah. circus. It's it's not something that's bad. You know, he didn't rape anybody. Right. He didn't he didn't, you know, break in and enter. He didn't you know, like assault somebody. So what he has it's done crazy. He, has, he hasn't really but, done anything stupid, but yeah. it's just like he, there's a circus that surrounds him. Right. Yeah. And, and so if Luke Walton benches him, you know his dad's going to say something. He's going to come out in the media and he's going to start, why'd you, why the hell did you, you know, bench my son? Like, did you see what was going on in that game? And is that something that you really want? Because you know he is going to be very vocal about everything that the team does around his son. But I think everything that LeVar says, in my opinion, is said with kind of a wink and a smile. I think I don't. I don't think so. I think he knows he's being crazy. All the shows that he's going on know he's crazy, and they want those comments, they want those things, and he's just feeding them exactly what they want. Right, but so he's going to continue doing that. I think he's crazy that. like a fox a little bit. I, I do see where it can go a little too far, but I, I, I picture this all being building up his son, and I, I can picture him getting very quiet once his son actually goes in the NBA. I don't think so. I don't know about getting quiet, yeah. but I, I think if the Lakers came to him 
I think the Lakers could control him no. if it got to that point. Not at all. I think they could. This yeah. is a dad I, reason I'm, right there. He is know, crazy like a fox. This know, that, is a dad that talks crap about LeBron James. He's mentioned uh, comparisons to Michael Jordan. Said, and said, once he gets to the Lakers, if he ever does, what's going to happen when the Lakers have a 25-win season? He's just going to talk crap. Yeah. In his second year, he's going to say, they need a statue next to Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah. Well, he <laughs> but, came out and he but said, we're he said about that. Him. But, yeah. but, okay. And he might inflate his son up to getting the third pick. Right. And that's great for that. But do you want that? To, do you want that in your organization, especially when you're trying to build such a young team? You know, it's not like he's going to come play with with Magic. He's if, if it was Kobe on this team and Kobe was in the middle of his career, yeah, there's no way fit. Kobe would he would shut yeah. it down. Who's going to shut it down on this team? Nobody. The dad just today came out and said that Michael Jordan couldn't sell his shoe, didn't sell his <laughs> shoes for four hundred ninety five dollars because he couldn't. Neither can Lonzo Ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, neither can Lonzo. You know, but I, I have a little bit of a comment. This is a sort of a, a, a sidetrack, and I know we don't like to do that here, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the world's right. longest three-minute <laughs> podcast. <laughs> my thought on Lonzo, or not Lonzo, on LeVar Ball is that he very much is the XFL of football. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to, to be honest WWE with you, if you, think, if you think about what he's doing, and that is to... To tell other players that you're you're better than just signing on with Nike and making a stipend and then making most of the money from shoe sales to saying, I'm going to own the actual shoe company and you're going to be my partner. I don't think it's working for him, first, because he's doing it first. Second, because he's an asshole. But I think what he's doing is he's laying a blueprint changing for game. that kid Absolutely. 10 years yeah. from now who's going to actually follow through with it like the NFL did with the, the camera angles and, and the miking of the players and stuff. So I think a lot of the things that are going on right now, they're going to do a 30 for 30 10 years from now, and they're going to say that LeVar Ball was actually ahead of his time. I, I completely agree. And you think about just the action of starting his own shoe brand. Yeah. So you could compare LeVar Ball to... To the annoying parent at a little league game, right? right? He's too loud. He's not coaching the team, but he's shouting from the stands. He's too loud. He's annoying, right? Yeah. Yes. That, that's all he is because he's not not showing any action. He's just back there yelling. Yeah. LeVar Ball's actually putting action behind his words yeah. and starting the shoe brand. He didn't just say he was going to do it. He actually did it. And now whether it fails or not, he's <laughs> not just all talk. Yeah, and, and I think with the shift being... These there's that whole issue, and we talk about this a lot too. Is college players not getting paid, and not being allowed to have agents, and not having spokespeople or shoe deals or advertising, basically being handicapped by the NCAA. And I well, like that his dad's but, actually. But, doing but when that. your dad is, yeah. there's nothing wrong when your dad does it because right. he's your dad. Exactly. So it's kind of changing the game a little bit. So so I see what you're saying. Uh, you know, I don't want to say that Levar Ball is a genius, but I do think there is a, a wink and a smile with everything I, he's so doing. So Eric Lakers third pick, you take him. I, I think you do. Okay, Jeff. I think you do. Yeah, I would take him. Yeah. I, I, the the dad doesn't bother me. How can he not bother you? <laughs> I mean, like I crazy don't, talk. I don't, I don't care. But but I hate that I agree with it's, Vic. It's crazy. <laughs> yes, yes, he's crazy. But but how much does that affect the players? And now okay. you do have a point. Hold on. Hold that on. It's younger players. Hold on. So this is how it affects the players. Okay. Did you know that his son? He has a deal with UCLA to get all of his sons in there. And he said the only way you're going to do that is if you give a full ride to the eldest son. But the other two, I don't care if they suck or not, they're going to go play at UCLA. So he does he he does have power like he he's able but to that's, control that's things. College, you think the Lakers? I, you think he'd have that power? With if the my Lakers? dad went to UCLA right now and said you're going to put my son in in, in UCLA basketball, they laugh at his, laugh at his ass. But you're not well, Lonzo Ball. Uh, that's my point, right? <laughs> so he but, so he's he was able to do that without his son ever 
playing for the team. Like, does that make sense? So he It's the but, crazy hot scale. He was hot enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> crazy hot right. Scale. No, I'm not I'm I'm just, think, not I'm hot enough. enough. He wouldn't have got away I'm with it. I'm not arguing the fact that he like he's he's good at what he does. That's not what I'm arguing. What I'm arguing is as a team, is that something that especially with the Lakers, is that something that you want to bring on? And I'm not one hundred percent sold. Uh now if they did draft him. I'm going to be like, okay, let's do this. Like, let's let's get on board. You know, hopefully, Magic and everybody can keep them. You know, in line. I don't think. And I'd be the happiest problem. person in the in the yeah. planet if they're able to pull that off. But I'm not 100 percent sure that they can. See, I but but you know what? I think even if they can't, I think that they could sell this to the players. The team is it's just Levar Ball, and they'd let it roll off their Manny back. Being, they're, Manny they're, being if Manny. you're if you're going to be on an LA team, you already have to have a thick skin yeah. because you're already under the spotlight. And and so what if you can't shut him up? You know, do the players really care what he's saying? I don't it's know. Not, it's not. Well, it's what he can say in the media, though. I'm not talking about the players. Yeah. Like, it's it's I'm what what is he going to be able to control in the media? I mean, we we already give him all this time on this podcast, and he's not even an LA Laker yet. <laughs> yeah, but but we're talking about Lakers in the off season when they're completely irrelevant. Like, couldn't you say no? We any would, press we, is good no. press. No, because no, because we would be talking about the Lakers because the draft is coming up, regardless if Lonzo Ball was in this in this draft. Irregardless. Irregardless would, of if yeah. <laughs> yeah, but still, if, if, if Lonzo Ball was not in this draft, we would still be talking about the Lakers because they might get the third pick. We, I mean, maybe for five minutes we've spent fifteen minutes. But we're playing, they might even get the first. Pick. But we don't even know but because we're playing a game the, of what ifs. We don't know if Lonzo Ball is going to be great. Yeah, we don't the, even know that. Yet. But in addition yeah. to that, if he does. What if his dad just keeps talking? Yeah. And now you have to deal with somebody who's not very good and a dad who just talks smack every day. Here's the last And then and then that's going to and, and that's going to impact you trying to trade Imagine trying to trade him if he's not that good and his dad's Only continues wants to, to do play for the Lakers, yeah. I mean, then you have no trade value because people will be like, "No, nah, I don't want to take on that." Is there someone we can compare him to? Is there any other player that had like a crazy dad? I think Eli I think of the guy on the on the well, Spurs uh, that had the Tom, wife that was insane. What was Tony Parker? No, no, uh, Doug Christie from the Kings. Yes. Oh, yes, Kings. And Todd Marinovich's yes. dad was kind of crazy too with his son. I mean, yeah. and he was supposed to be touted as his great. He fizzled out. Do, do teams care about Earl Woods about that? I think Eli Manning is the closest because you saw. I I still remember that draft where the Chargers took Eli oh, number yeah. one, and <laughs> Eli like, just nope. had that sourpuss of yep. a face. And you know, and, and his dad I, said he's I never going to play for that and team. And I think Archie, right. <laughs> Archie Manning came out and said, "Well, he's not playing for the Chargers anyway, so you wasted a pick." Yeah. And so I think that's probably the closest we've seen. Yeah, probably because Lavar is is saying that he's going to be a Laker, and so that's the only thing. The one final wrinkle that I do want to mention is that Lonzo's game is a pass first game and get others involved. And who just took over uh, for the Lakers right now? Magic Johnson. And what was his game? So I could see Lonzo looking very oh, uh, yeah. attractive to Magic in the oh, front totally. office. Yeah. yeah, totally. But again, uh, like I said, I hope I'm wrong. And I hope that you know the father does calm down. I don't see it happening. I don't, I don't even see why it would happen at this point. But um, talking about dra- dropping in the draft, I think that because of the fact that we're having this conversation about his dad being a distraction... I think it's hard to take him at three, but if he was available at 13, then you say that's a steal. I would, don't be surprised if the What's Lakers... What's the highest you would take him? Because there's ten. no way I, he's I, making it until 13. Well, you know what? In the NBA, no, no. usually it's only the top 10 players that really matter. So I, I think seven or eight is probably where I would end up picking him up. I would have a hard time just knowing that you're going to have this media circus every day for the next five years. To pick him at one, two, one through five, one through six. Seven or eight, you start to say, okay, now I'm getting to the bottom end of the good players in the draft. And at this point, you know, 
the value that I'm getting at, at the seventh pick and at the eighth pick, maybe now it is worth it. All right, we've given plenty of time to <laughs> the balls. You ain't a big baller, man. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll uh, wrap up draft ethics and talk some galaxy right after this. You love guys in short sports. Sometimes yeah. you don't have to spit on it to get it in, you know? <laughs> and you love your LA King. We've gone on a 3-0 losing streak, getting bit Ouch. by the Coyotes, Panthers, Ducks. Oh, bad puns, yeah. really. That was for you, James. <laughs> Thanks. Now you get the best of both with the Guys in Shorts Kings show. I now have all-star blue balls now. Thank you very yes. much. Because you already jinxed the jinx. You can't do that shit. Uh, you blame Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd they lose? Brexit. Brexit. We right. fly at 11. <laughs> Search Guys in Shorts Kings show on iTunes or SoundCloud. We are back, and a quick you're welcome to you, the listener. Uh, while we were in commercial break, we had about a 30-minute conversation <laughs> about uh, Lonzo Ball and, uh, and his shoes. We, yeah. we wish him nothing but the best. Nothing but the we best. We really do. It, we'll be releasing that conversation on a three-disc set. Uh, <laughs> Thoughts on... Four ninety-five. Thoughts on Thoughts on 495. <laughs> 494, that's right. Uh, so continuing with the, the draft ethics thing, Ben mentioned the no-fly zone. So so things you would not draft this player under any conditions. And what comes to mind is, I suppose, the most polarizing player of the NFL draft. Everyone was talking about Joe Mixon, who had yeah. some issues. Sexual assault, I think. Yeah, beating no, a woman. He, yeah, no, he yeah, punched, he beat a woman. Yeah, he punched a woman in yes. the face. Oh, that's I believe what it was. broke four bones in her face. And there was a video of it. Yes. So, Ouch. you know, actually, I think that's a no-fly zone. If there was a video that actually shows, because here's the thing, like with Ray Rice, You'll forever be... he punches his wife in an elevator and then he gets two games because mm -hmm. somebody said he punched him, his wife in an elevator. But then the video comes out and right. he gets pretty much at that point a lifetime suspension, yes, yes. which was for a year and then nobody picked him up. So really what it comes down to is society views video way worse than if there is no video. So if there's a video that exists, that's a no-fly zone for well, me. Well, think about it. Once you watch that video, you can get on and rehash it in your brain just over and over. And that it's is not a It's playing in my head right now. But if you yeah. cannot but if somebody, it. But if yeah. somebody says an NFL player punches his wife, how could you not picture that that's what it's going to look like? But when you see the video, you go, oh, well, that's what it looks like. Now I can't get it out of my head. I, to me, it, it's the same thing. It is the same thing. So is it no-fly zone either way? Well, so... Based on just how society deals with it, Ray Rice, two games, now all of a sudden this, mm -hmm. and then the Joe Mixon thing. Tread carefully here. Your wife might be listening. Yeah. <laughs> well, even the Joe Mixon thing, I think that he only got a little bit of a suspension until the video came out. And then it was at that, that point that Oklahoma said, oh, wait, now we need to do something about it. So to me, I think society views it as, is if there's a video, it's always way worse than it's going to be is if, if there's not. Well, I also think it depends on what the video shows, because if it shows a glancing blow, not that that's any better, uh, I think people will react differently than somebody getting completely knocked out. Just to be clear, I want because to I feel like we're, we're treading into oh, yeah. to ugly, controversial yes, territory. I think no, all of us are saying that it's not right. It is never right. Right. And, of and course not. I mean, that to me is a no-fly zone. If you, yeah, either if way. If you beat a woman, yeah, I, don't, I don't want you on my team. I think right. it's like a crim anything criminal, like something like an Aaron Hernandez situation, uh, you know, I think anything where there's well, a pending be, case mm -hmm. or something, you know, some there's a jury out or there's going to be some type of lawsuit, I think you you stay away from that. If Kobe Bryant had been accused of this before he was drafted, would you have drafted him in the top 10? Oh, I, I don't think so. Question. I think if that happened in college, his stock would have dropped out. Yeah, of, I think it would yeah, drop. I, think so. I don't think he would have gone as high. As, yeah. If he'd, if he'd gone through the whole 
court proceeding and everything. No, 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 no. I'm saying before he was indicted, he was just accused. Before he was indicted, before any charges were brought against him, before there was any trial, all there was was an accusation. Yeah. I think would drops. you have drafted Kobe no, Bryant you in the top ten? You'd have to have a conversation with Kobe. You'd need to have set down a meeting and and He's try to figure out. He's accused of rape. But can you fairly answer that question, knowing what Kobe Bryant has done for the league? I mean, at that point, you have no idea what he's going to do for the team. But that's the whole point right. to this conversation. Yeah. No, that is, totally makes sense. That, yeah. I don't touch him. That's the question. I, and, and and for me, I don't touch him. Yeah. If I am a owner of a billion dollar team, right. I worry about my image, and my image like somebody. Raping somebody, somebody getting punched in the face, it's not good for my business. If you're Dan Gilbert and you know that the difference in the value of your franchise with a LeBron James and without a LeBron James or with or without a Kobe Bryant is potentially twice, right? It's um, it's $500 million without Kobe Bryant and now you're worth over a billion dollars with him. That's 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 money's gonna talk, and I don't care who you are. But you, you don't win, know. And you, if don't you, win, you don't have that certainty, certainty though. Right. You don't have that certainty though with Kobe, in the draft. I think with Kobe and I think with LeBron, I think there's a certain amount of. I don't know. You know Ask the Charlotte Hornets. They didn't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the Charlotte Hornets were stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the six picks before was he number seven, whatever it was. Yeah, the yeah. people who picked before that, they didn't know. I don't think there's that certainty yeah, with there's, any you don't, player. You don't well, know. I mean, and, and truth be told, it's because he was coming out of high school. Right. But if he had had a couple of years in college and this that happened while he was in college, true, true. I think that you would get a little bit better of a flavor. And, of right. and this isn't to mention that you, you figure a player off the court, if they're dumb enough to get themselves in a situation where they're even accused of this or, or, or whatever, what what else is going on that isn't? been leaked yeah you know that isn't out That's in the true. public eye what what other trouble are they going to get into yeah well i mean look at like, look at like ben roethlisberger you know there's there's yeah. players that have had one incident and then they haven't really had anything else yeah so it could be like eric had said earlier which is that it, they just made a bad choice when they were young or they were intoxicated or you know both and that they learned from their mistake and they moved on, right? There's always that element. And and I think it goes down to you have to just interview the player and you have to get to know who that's that player is. You need to yeah. have a conversation. And I, I think it depends on where he falls. I think exactly what you said earlier, too. You know, if, if Kobe Bryant's still available at number 20, somebody's going to pick him up. Right. You know, you know that's like the Milwaukee Bucks are going to pick that's him up. That's what right. happened with Joe Mixon. You know, <laughs> right. he, he fell, right. but someone still somebody's took him. Somebody's going to pick him up. Gonna, yeah. I think another thing to consider in this discussion is what position the player plays. Like, yeah. I would take uh, a defensive lineman or, you know, or an offensive line. You know, I'd take those guys if they had some sort of sketchy something going on. I wouldn't take a quarterback They're not that had the face sketchy of your going franchise. on. No, well, somebody that needs to lead yeah. my yeah. team, who a was, quarterback. Who, I wouldn't take a quarterback with any sort of questionable off the field. Who was the, was it the defensive tackle for the Cowboys a couple years ago? Uh, Hardy. Yeah, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. Yeah. So, I mean... I, to your point, Jeff, I think even if you take an offensive or defensive lineman, that you know when they're out in front and that kind of stuff happens, I still think that it's a sideshow and a distraction to the team. I, I, I agree. agree. I, agree. I, I would be more willing to take the risk with those positions, positions as opposed to someone who you want in a leadership role, like a quarterback, or you know someone who you're going to be relying more to be a team leader in the face of the franchise and whatnot. Well, I have a solution to all of it. Oh, oh, really? I knowing that this was going to be a <laughs> of topic. This is going to be good. Yeah, well, of you do. knowing this I was am on the edge of my seat. <laughs> How are the Kardashians involved? No, no, no. <laughs> knowing that this was going to be a topic of conversation, you know, we pr we prepare. You know, truth be told, we prepare a little bit for each of these conversations. And oh, so, you do? Oh, wait a second. 
We prepare a little bit. You never prepare. That's true. I usually just wing it. But in this case, in this case, I came up with an idea. And so hear me out. Let me finish. And then right. tell me where you think I go wrong. All right. So I think what each league should do, and I'm talking the NBA. Eric, do you want to cue up the music to play them oh, off no, no. just in case? <laughs> you know what? A little retribution as, for last week. You know, as much hate as we give, I'm actually really interested to hear this. <laughs> me yeah, too, actually. Let's see what happens when Ben prepares. Everyone, All right. Hey, I'm the guy who loves LeVar Ball on the circus. <laughs> and that comes in. So I'll take me some D1. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate your support. <laughs> you so are... I think what every league should do is they should eliminate one team. And and what they so just look at the worst team in the league. So like take the Rams for example. Oh, just shut play the music. Play, yes. cut, them, cut them off. <laughs> All right. But oh, and and what they should do is they should create a team that's dedicated to the felons of the entire league. The Oakland Raiders. <laughs> no, the no, no. Gang. So so let me let me take it as so as, as an example. So so I think what you do is you take this team and rather than have an owner you actually would divide and sell stock. So that way us fans could buy stock into the actual team. Oh. So that as far as TV revenue and all that, when they pay out all the teams, when you buy stock, you actually get a return. Okay. So I think that that'd be cool. And then you you get somebody to manage the entire thing. And I figured, Ball. Hold on. And I figured because this is a bunch of fans, you get Don King. I think that Don <laughs> oh, King wow, would be the go. perfect guy <laughs> to run this entire Speaking league. Of checkered past. So, yeah. so here's the way that it would work. So if... Any player was accused of a crime, they would automatically have to be dropped by their Wait, current uh, team. Accused or convicted? Accused. Like, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Even just accused, just not accused. even convicted. Hear me out. So once they're accused <laughs> of the crime, they're automatically dropped by their team wow. so that as to not offend the fan base. Because everybody's always saying, I don't wanna, I'm not going <laughs> to buy tickets. I'm going to stop buying Sprite because they're advertising on my team's website. <laughs> Wait, aren't you the one that said to vote with our money? Yeah, he really yeah. did. But continue. <laughs> yes. Anyways. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, yeah, but still. <laughs> but still. So at that point, the, that player can never return to a regular team unless they've been completely vindicated, and that the commissioner, acting commissioner for all sports, who I volunteered, David Stern, as the, to be the guy, oh, wow. the czar of sports, to say wow. yes or no whether or not oh, they can go basketball back. Basketball okay, reasons now, 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 let me ask you this. What is vindication? On the field vindication or off the field vindication? It would be off the field vindication. Okay. Because, you know... It's like a Mike Vick, you know, he wasn't redeemed off the field, but on the field, he kind of redeemed himself and got his mojo back. Right. Uh, I and, had him on my fantasy team yeah, for a couple of years. He I, did not redeem it. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that uh, this would have been a David Stern call, but if I was in his position, I think he would have always been part of the convict team. <laughs> can so we, Eric is can we also, MVP, you're back on the team. <laughs> can we also have our, like, the, league's, the league's very own people's court? Where oh. that's how they get vindicated. It was through some th NFL court. I think that's a great go. idea. We can do something like that. I think a Twitter poll. <laughs> Judge Charles Barkley. Oh, yes. Thank so you for letting me finish before you started the comment. Oh, 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 oh. sorry. Okay, so, Ben. Sorry, 30 seconds. We're getting ahead of <laughs> But the, po the point is, is that prep into this as to not offend the it. fan base, this convict team would not have a home field. So they would travel for 100% of their games. Oh. And they would be like Notre Dame with respect to divisions. They wouldn't actually you know, fall into a National League, American oh, wow. League, East or West. But what they would do is they would alternate every year as to whether they were going to be in the National League or American League. NFC or AFC and whatever. And so then you know, there's sort of like this, it's just a pick of the litter depending on the year where they're going to fall. And 
every one of their games, like I had mentioned before, is going to be away. So they are allowed to carry as many players as they want. And so when you think about it, like the NBA a couple years ago could have had like Kobe Bryant, Draymond Green, J.R. Smith, Blake Griffin, and Matt Barnes <laughs> as their starting five. Where can I buy my convicts jersey? And, exactly. And then the NFL team, you could have Ben Roethlisberger, Alden Smith, Josh Gordon, Aaron Hernandez, Adrian Peterson. Like all these guys could have been on wow. the same team. And I'm telling you that fans, even though you're offended because they're convicts, those fans would buy, that would be the hottest selling ticket in every city because wow. everybody would want to go yeah. see those players. Now, I know they don't have a home field, but can we please call them the Al- Alcatraz convicts? Yes. Oh, we can call them yes. the Alcatraz convicts. Yes. But I think that's how you can, you can solve it because it makes it easy for all the teams. That's and crazy, it makes it fair. Dude. And you know what? You're almost going to be rooting for the convicts every year. <laughs> but all you need is, like, if, you're, against if you're stuck on a crap team... And you want to go to the convicts? That's right. All you need is your wife to accuse you accuse of hitting her. That's it. And you're on the convicts. Yeah. And here's the thing: it makes everything. <laughs> but you take a pay cut. Uh, you told that we're huge team. It makes well, everything better. Yeah, because because pay cut. Pay every cut. That's league, a good point. Every league is better when there's a when there's a villain. And this team mm. would be the villain. Mm. That's mm. true. Sa- same with podcasts. Every podcast needs a villain. So everyone, oh, <laughs> yeah. Everyone look to your left. Look to your right. There you go. Anyone see a villain? <laughs> so, what are your thoughts? Well. I feel like the XFL would love it. <laughs> yeah. It would fit right in. It's, a, it's so true. It's a would fun you, idea. Would you, uh, you buy season seats to the most shitty team in the NFL. Would you buy stock <laughs> in this convict seat? Yeah, he do. does not. Yes, he does. You're a Cleveland so you, Browns fan? I'll tell yeah, you, I'll, I'm not no, a Cleveland Browns fan. No, sorry. I'll tell you this. I would watch every game that that team I would, I would totally watch. Yeah. I would totally yeah. watch it, yeah. I might even own some stock. I don't know. Yeah, too, but yeah. I, I feel like that's that's going the whole. It's losing some of the the respect of the game. <laughs> the NFL well, has respect. I feel like that's, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's going full WWE. Well, you don't know, you NFL numbers are down. I mean. They got to do something. I don't know. When I was putting this whole thing together, I kept smiling and I kept going, yeah, you know what? This sounds like a great idea. Well, you're a Raider fan. Like, you're salivating. It's just Come a on. way to get your team an all-star team. My, my team is an all-star team right now. You're just jealous. I, I love your heart and yeah. passion. Yeah. And your preparation. Thank you. That was that was that oh, was I really good. It. I, I didn't even come it. in with pink post-its. I typed that on my iPad. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it needs still needs some workshopping before we take it to Mr. Goodell. To David Stern. But, yeah. And David Stern. But uh, Adam Silver there, and there's a seed Rob of an, Manfred. There's a seed of an idea there. Vixen author. He's going to write a book all about it. Yes. I feel like it's a... It's at a, the very least, there's a movie script. There's a movie script. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree with Eric. There's definitely a movie I script know. in there. I'm thinking 80s sitcom yeah. at best. <laughs> wow, Jeff is just <laughs> crapping on hey, your idea. Netflix. Straight to Netflix. Straight. <laughs> hey, Netflix I'm is sorry, legitimate. Actually, again, Netflix... <laughs> How dare you? Too good. Rainbows and Butterflies Netflix are shitting on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's where you ended right well there. thought out, Ben. Really good, Ben. You know what? Bravo. Yeah, yeah bravo. Well done. Well, well done. Done. Good stuff. If we didn't get our point across in 45 minutes, then <laughs> we'll save it for another pod. That means... Oh, Dodgers just won. Oh, congrats. <laughs> and Angels won. Angels Woo! won as well. Yeah, yep, we did. It's good night for LA. How's the galaxy And doing? the galaxy tied. Oh! oh! LA Galaxy <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, man.
hammer. I, I have Keep to Keep it you. short, hammer, because you're I on will. a short leash. I will. I, I, I know Uh-oh. we've run long, and I just need to tell you that that was the most frustrating Galaxy <laughs> no. update that I've ever done. I could tell in your voice. It's because it was via satellite. It was yeah. so yeah. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good pod. It was. Uh, it was good it pod. Was good pod. Can't get we mad at that. Ben, ben loved it. Oh yeah, he loves every time of his life. Yes. <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, can only Hammer, imagine. what do you got for us? <clears throat> so, uh, like I mentioned, the Galaxy tied, so they're they're off to an extremely slow start. Um, I was hoping to see them bounce back after they finished strong against Philadelphia. Even though they tied that game, there were some glimpses of something, and uh, they did were... he say glimpses? Yes, glimpses. Okay. Yes. Glim- oh, glimpses. He misspelled it. Got it. Yeah. Did you guys spell check me on that? <laughs> he only has a master's. And they were... <laughs> not until May 19th. Thank you. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they were facing a Chicago team who was on the final game of a three-game road trip, and the Galaxy played an absolute stinker of a first half and went down early. They went down two goals early. They uh, Yella Van Dam drew a penalty, and then three minutes later, Yella Van Dam sent a terrible long ball, and that caused a counter attack and i mentioned on twitter how no one was giving yellow van dam any crap for his you know he kind of wasn't feeling it but a few minutes later uh coach kurt anolfo actually subbed him he was a he pulled him off the field and after the game he said that you know i expect all my players to be ready and if they're not ready i'll pull him off so kurt anolfo showed some balls in pulling the team captain and a a beloved popular player off the field i was shocked by it i thought yellow van dam had his mistakes and he was responsible definitely for that second goal but i was shocked to see you know him pull him off the field and then shortly after that, Jermaine Jones got kicked in the face point blank by a ball. And he was, you know, looked like he was out on his feet. And he ended up getting injured and they needed to sub him off. So two of the major players this season uh, were subbed off in the first half. This now, is a quick update? This is the quick update. <laughs> this is the short version. You should see I'm notes. really trying to show patience hey, listen, here. Listen, <laughs> we let you talk about uh, an imaginary league where convicts <laughs> and... and, and it was the week's topic, Eric. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there are some people in this room who have the same hairstyle as Yellow Van Dam, <laughs> who have been saying that Jermaine Jones has been the problem all season long. And so Victor has been saying that, you know, Jermaine Jones has just been a disaster. And those people had some vindication because when Jermaine Jones was off the field and Yellow Van Dam were off the field in the second half, the Galaxy looked really good. So they hmm. actually were able to fight back and they looked energized. They looked like... You know, something happened at halftime. I don't know if there was a, an amazing speech or or something happened in the locker room. They came out completely energized, and they were able to fight back and score two goals and tie the game. But the Lakers beat Golden State without Kobe when he was hurt <laughs> once, so it doesn't mean <laughs> And I, I'm going to get there. So the the only di- the disheartening, not the only disheartening thing, because they obviously played a shitty first half, and that was no good. But one of the, the problems is their both their goals came off of corner kicks, and so they still haven't scored a goal within the run of play. So that's that's an, a All little season? Bit no. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, just in the they, game. They had a, 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 they're having a drought, so they're still having okay. some trouble So the Rams goals. are going to score more points than the Galaxy this year. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. this year. So the, it's it happen, guys. It seemed like double it. they came out and fought, <laughs> and they saved Kurt Nolfo's job because had, he, had they lost this game, heads were, were likely going to roll. Uh, so... We'll see if this translates, if they're able to take this momentum. Uh, the coach said that this has become, they became a team. And so they're on the road for about a month. And so the questions are going to be, does he have the balls? Does Kurt, Coach Kurdenoff have the balls to bench Yella Van Dam 
And are they going to be better without Jermaine Jones? So are we going to see a Ewing theory? I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Ewing theory. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll take it. (laughs) So we'll see if the Galaxy can continue momentum without two of their major key players on the road. They say the momentum of a tie. There's nothing like that. Nothing like the momentum. I was, the I Galaxy's was, been on that roll all season. I was so excited after their 0-0 tie. Yeah, let's leverage this oh. into our next week. But I'll, I will remind you, uh, back in July 2016, uh, Portugal went without Ronaldo in the final. And they came back <laughs> and won the Euro Cup. Indeed. So the, the, Indeed. Yeah, so the Galaxy's going to come so back. so glad you reminded us. I'd forgotten who won the Euro. <laughs> what is, what's the Galaxy got coming up next? They got a, a road game. They're traveling all the way to New York to take on the New York, anyone? Red Bulls. There he is. Yeah. Nice. There he is. The New York Red Bulls. They're traveling across country. It's always difficult when you travel from west to east. So we'll see how that goes. But maybe without these two, uh, Jermaine Jones is out with an injury. So he's going to be out likely for a month or two, maybe even three months. Yellow Van Dam, we'll see what the coach does there. So maybe there'll be some some new life, people fighting for positions. Maybe we'll see a miracle. We'll see. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll, hope so. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. If they if they lose or tie, I will give Ben control of the music again. Oh, Ooh. how about when are we going to have Ben do a Galaxy update? We talked about. Yeah, that. Yeah, we did. That First would require to watch you to watch a game, though. Yeah. How about their next win? I don't know if I get the Ocho at my house. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have Univision. If you do, anyway. You don't have Univision 14? <laughs> I don't think I've got that one. <laughs> we, do need, right. we do need to do that at some point. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guarantee you, my, my Galaxy update will be under a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I also guarantee that his I, Galaxy update will be yeah, under a minute. I kind of yeah. don't think that's true. I feel like you would watch something and you'd and you'd latch on to it and then you'd relate it to something that happened in on college. the Lakers or no, yeah, in college. college and, in college. Yeah. And then yeah. you'd yeah. I go still on and on. A minute is a long time to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you remember those days when you had to give a two minute presentation and you're always going, shit, two minutes feels like forever. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's how I would feel talking about the galaxy. I feel like that's how this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> All fifty five <laughs> minutes of it. <laughs> we should get out of here. <laughs> Guys and Shorts, follow us on Twitter at Guys and Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys and Shorts Sports. You can find us on Facebook and also online at guysandshorts.com, where we also have a store and you can get your shirts, uh, hat. No, there's no hats. No, big baller shoes. Some hats on there. Yeah, there's no big baller shoes, but it's everything's under $495. We ain't got shit. We got shirts that say Guys and Shorts on. <laughs> yeah, but they're really cool. Yes, they are. They're Good great. logo. And please. If you have something to say, leave a voicemail for us. 562-450-3356. You can tell Ben how much you love and or hate his new Alcatraz Convict Yes, team. please comment on it. Yeah, let us know what you think. And of course, please share the show with all your friends. Review it on iTunes and subscribe there also. That is it for us this week. We're out of here. For Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, and Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. I'm Just Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. Jess Wilson? You're Jess. <laughs> Jeff Wilson. There it is. Somebody had a sex change. <laughs> I'm James Whitlock. And it wasn't Eric. <laughs>